Hello and welcome to Two Guys One Cup, the show where we review, rate and rank anything that emerges from our cup. I'm Dan and with me as always is Joe, who will kick us off shortly. Before he does, however, um, I've got a little fact check from uh, from last week. Um, now, this is from um, a young listener of ours called Lila. Um, and she has written, well, she's complained quite directly, actually. I got the name of one of her favorite programs wrong. So I referred to a program called, I think I, think I called it The Amazing Adventures of Gumball. Um, but it's actually The Amazing World of Gumball. Well, consider um, yourself corrected. Very much credited. And it is a very good program, um, but probably of more pressing issue. Uh, so Lila being my daughter, I would probably question why I let her listen to our podcast, especially after last week's dark turn. <laughs> I, don't, um, I, don't know, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so some questionable uh, parenting there aside. Um, Joe, I think you're going to kick us off as per usual then. Well, this week, I guess, is a slightly more child-friendly uh Review, I would say. Something that dates back from apparently around 3,000 years ago, a few different civilizations. Um, but it's the umbrella we are going to be reviewing. Uh, mm-hmm. The original word comes from a Latin word, apparently, umbra, which uh, means um, shadow um, or shade uh, is what I've got. And it's the uh, the humble or not-so-humble umbrella. So... so- um, so this isn't umbrella companies that many recruitment agencies use to pay temporary workers. Um, no, 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 that's not why. I, I mean, we could have two very different reviews because I've been reviewing the uh, the thing that you hold. So uh, interested seeing where you're coming from with your I mean, tax, my, tax evasion. My tax evasion. That's outrageous. <laughs> talking about IR thirty. Oh, so boring. I'm gonna, yeah, let's let's forget none of that. Happened. Let's do the thing that you hold. Yeah. Well, yeah, the thing that you hold. So. Well, what's what's your opening gambit? What are your thoughts? Like, give us a steer on your your thoughts on umbrellas. Are you a fan? No, I hate them. I hate everything to do with them. <laughs> so okay. that's my subtle in. Okay, we're on. We're as on to what, what direction I'm going? Yeah, we're on, we're we're kindred spirits here. Oh, really? So you don't like them either? I've never liked umbrellas. I can't stand them. I I understand they have some kind of use that people really like, and it. I mean. I'm quite a tall chap, so mm. it doesn't work on a couple of in a couple of ways. One, I I just can't stand holding an umbrella. I don't like losing my hands for anything, mm-hmm. and so like for example, with the telephone, I very rarely use my phone by holding it up with my hand. I use hands free, use headphones or something like that. Oh, but you're not one of those people who like walks down the street with their phone, like on loudspeaker talking to their phone. No, 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 absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, I'm talking headphones, wireless headphones or, or wired headphones or whatever. No, I don't just do that. Okay. Cause those people, I mean, I know they're probably on a rush to get to their, I'm worse than Hitler conference or something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I just, it's deplorable. I cannot stand it. It is strange when people do that on a, there's one thing doing it out on the street, walking along, which I'm Mm. not, I'm not saying I'm a fan of, but it's another thing doing it on like a crowded train, which I have seen. But do you think it's because they think they're so self-important that everyone has to listen to the bullshit they're talking about? No, not at all. I think they're completely unaware. It's annoying. I find it's actually 
it's more likely older men that seem to do it and not give a crap. Yeah. I just don't think they realize. I just don't think that they think that anyone gives a crap. Really? Yeah, I just think it's they've hit that point in their life where they can do anything and they don't care. Oh, Which I kind very, of respect, if I'm, if I'm honest with that. I've seen a very broad spectrum, I have to Yeah, say. I mean, people do do it. Um, um, I mean, yeah, I, I think this is something we need to review in the future. Well, yeah, if, if the cup will, uh, will allow yeah. it. But I see, interestingly, because you are, as you noted, a man of height. Mm. Uh, and I am a man of not so much height. So my grumble with my primary grumble, or one of my primary grumbles with umbrellas, is the likes of likes of you, but not you specifically because you don't like umbrellas. No. Basically, taller people holding umbrellas, and like just I get hit in the face with them. And why do you get hit in the face with them? Because people They're tend taller. to hold them a bit low. Yeah, but when I've been there, people tend to I don't know people. No, that doesn't make any back. sense because that's my issue. What, my issue little, is that the is that the little people that are holding the umbrella with the, I don't know what you would call them, the little metal bits on, modules. on each, yeah. the modules, are almost perfectly at my eyeball height because hmm. people are kind of holding it up. So I, don't, like, I feel like if I was holding an umbrella, you're, if anything, stealing my umbrella technology to be, uh, to be dry for a little bit. I, it's not going anywhere near you. But I find that people tend not to, not to hold their umbrellas like Mary Poppins, like right up as high as they can. They hold it so it's mostly covering. I'm saying you're yeah. no one will be able to know what I'm saying. But like, it's true, but I, I, th- I still think it's the shorter people that actually are more dangerous with an umbrella than a tall person because the taller someone is, the less likely you are to be hit by the uh, modules. Oh, I, I, I find I get hit. Maybe I mean, I'm not ridiculously short. So maybe I'm just sort of in that middle ground where I'm get, getting hit by both sides. But I mean, I, when people have things like the bloody golf ones, the massive things. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Okay, fine, in golf. Use it in golf. But, like, you're walking around and it takes up the entire pavement. You know what I, I mean? It just does. I mean, umbrellas just... Other people having umbrellas does my head in. It's yeah, so, I can't stand it. No. Just I mean, you know what? I, would, I was thinking of, like, the kind of umbrella I would be okay with and i think it's something that's like connects to the back of the neck Mm. and so you kind of clips on the back of the neck and it goes right over your head maybe even bit of a towards your back there's nothing worse than a wet drip going down your back and you still got your hands yeah because what you could do is then you could also like have it attached if you were in a coat you could have that attached to your coat yeah and i mean some people would call that a hood Um, yeah but I, I mean, yeah, that's what I do. I use a hood. Yeah, likewise. The technology. And also, an umbrella, like when it's that raining, that rainy, it's not that useful, especially if it's windy. Well, it's, it oh, ah, there you go. It's the wind, isn't it? Yeah, it doesn't really, it doesn't really protect you from maybe a little bit. But I mean, I do. The, my favorite part of an umbrella is when an umbrella fails and it's windy and it goes inside out. You seem oh. to see that less often. So I guess umbrella technology has come a long way. Yeah, I mean, I've. I suppose it depends on the how how much you pay, and you pay for what you get, don't you? I mean, when I have bought, yeah, it's true. Most people, I feel, they get the six quid ones from uh, your local local supermarket. Because, well, I find that's all I've ever done for a number of reasons. One is because I don't like umbrellas, and I'm not keen on investing in one. Two, because they always break. But maybe that's Mm. a self fulfilling prophecy because I'm buying crap ones. Um, And also because I know I'm going to lose it anyway. 
I, f- I find it funny if you, you've seen the uh, umbrella condoms. Have you ever seen those? You no. get them in like shops no. and hotels. So they you you oh, go yeah sorry. yeah yeah yeah, yeah so they they look yeah. like and <laughs> interesting enough people use them as bin bags as well like they think <laughs> there's a bin at the front but you'll get them at shops because what people do is they'll just have their umbrella and just walk it around and it's just water dripping down on the floor and yeah, yeah. touching things or what have you I, don't, I really don't like umbrellas no I just I just I just think they're very we we can come further then this surely you know we can get if we can go to the moon we can come to something but i mean something i did see there is a new invention for high-tech umbrellas but i don't think this is so useful in terms of keeping off the rain but apparently a japanese researcher has created one to make rainy days fun it basically on the inside it projects images <laughs> at the top i don't know why you'd ever use this but when you twist the handle, it's like, you know, like the original, original, like animations of, uh, uh, okay. like, like from, from the cowboy times or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, something like that. But I don't really see its use. I mean, maybe yeah. I'd be a bit more interested in that. Another thing is apparently it was, it was far more of a female, um, a female accessory originally. Yeah. Which yeah, might yeah. be my, the reason why I dislike it for myself. Because being such a alpha man's man, it just doesn't work. Yes, something like that. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. It Go was, with um, it. I do believe it was a uh, it was a, an English gentleman called Jonas. Yes. Oh no, sorry, a Persian traveller. Sorry, called uh, Jonas Hanway. That kind of. Oh, I've got it. That it was an Englishman. Uh, I think. He yeah, I've got, I've got Jonas Hanway. It was an Englishman. He, he His started influence. He started doing it in England. Oh, maybe. Well, well, no, I mean, the, what I have here, which is uh, um, <laughs> fantastic, 100% proof uh, website, I'm sure. But it's got a, it was an Englishman called Jonas Han- Hanway, and his influence finally introduced the umbrella to the male population of England and soon the entire world. I mean, that's something impressive mm. to say that you've done that. Yes. You know, mo- modern day influencers, they ain't got any- anything on. Jonas no. Hanway, the original influencer. Kind of surprising, though, that we don't call them Hanways. Yeah, that's true. Um, but because I, I, I always assumed umbrellas had were, how shall I put this? The fur. So I'll start again. Umbrellas were uh, uh, evolved from parasols back mm. in the, back in the day, four thousand years ago. Parasols were used in Egypt, Assyria, Greece, and China. To keep the sun off because it was it was so hot yeah i kind naively but it's probably because we live in england and it's always raining i naively just assumed umbrellas were umbrellas if you see what i mean that came first you're looking at me oh like i see absolute piece of shit well it's a strange <laughs> you think umbrellas were umbrellas is a strange <laughs> uh, yeah shall we say a circular <laughs> description yeah um, I, I yes i, I, didn't I, I think i evolved. see your point i, I didn't realize they uh, evolved um, but uh, I, I started looking up the most expensive umbrellas. Ooh, um, I love an expensive. So, are you aware of a guy called Flavio Briatore? I can't say I'm aware of that. So, stuff. he used to be heavily involved in Formula One, I think was married mm. to Heidi Klum at some point, and also uh, owned um, QPR back in oh. the day. He was like an Italian. Playboy, I guess. Rich person. Yeah. And he set up a company called Billionaire Couture. 
Um, and in 2008, although I think it was still going, I'm not sure if it's still going, they were selling a high-quality leather crocodile skin <laughs> um, umbrella. How much do you reckon? Uh, five grand? No. Um, $50,000. I bet you're buying that just to tell people that you've spent 50000 Like, no one has ever bought that and not told someone else how much it cost? No. Oh, absolutely not. I mean, it is one of those things where you could, you know, it's the old, tell me you're a dickhead without saying you're Yeah, right. yeah. Absolutely. Um, With your crocodile yeah. skin umbrella. Poor crocodile. But then I, I, <laughs> I, I tried to look up the most expensive ones other other expensive ones and i think i've got myself into a bit of a dark place I yeah. um so i found one on ebay for sale for seventy five thousand pounds and it's described as a very rare claude monet sun parasol rich and elite gift dubai arab emirates uh free collection in person from sheffield now, description, and actually I should probably forward this to the police, actually, it's a bit murky. Very rare, one-off eBay, Claude Monet, Sun Parasol for a private collection, London Elite gift. Then in block capitals, please help me by buying this beautiful item and setting me free. Then in small small letters, mm. stunning Claude Monet, blah, 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 blah. And then at the end, again, please help me by buying this beautiful item and setting me free. It's a bit weird, isn't it? That's strange. Yeah, yeah that's a bit weird. £75,000. Yeah. Uh, a bit, a bit, a bit dear. Um, I mean, if if anyone on any any of our many many Twitter followers at Two G One C Pod does end up investing, please let us know and let us know what it's like. Yeah, because um, um, I'd like to know what a, what umbrella is worth that much money. Yeah, the the, the most sort of expensive. Um, what's the word? I guess mainstream one, for want of a better word, is a Dior mm. one. For eleven hundred and fifty pounds, which I just—I mean, I you know, I'm not against people spending their money. I think you know, spend your money on whatever you want. Mm. But it's—I just find it strange. We've—I think we've discussed this in the pod before with uh, like restaurants that charge like ten grand for a steak. Mm. I mean, I would rather these wealthy people parted with their money. It's—it's it's good to slosh it around. I just don't understand. I just—if I was a billionaire, genuine billionaire. I reckon I wouldn't spend more than... Well, I wouldn't buy an umbrella anyway. But um, I wouldn't spend more than like 200 quid. And I think 200 quid is an insane amount of money on an umbrella. No, it's not... Yeah, it's ridiculous. Because it's, also, if you buy an umbrella, you've got to buy gloves as well. Because that's the other bugbear, is that if you're holding an umbrella, it tends to be cold. By definition, it's raining and therefore usually cold. True. I don't know about you, but my hand always gets cold. Not that I very often use it. I sound very defensive there, don't I? But not that I ever... I rarely, honestly, rarely use an umbrella, but your hand does get cold. It's true, but you know another thing I dislike and something else that we could review? Don't like gloves. Not a fan of gloves. Hmm. Depends what type of glove. I just I find any kind of uh, glove, even the fingerless ones, just that little bit too restrictive. I don't think I've ever worn Fagan gloves. Fagan gloves? Oh, they're okay. No. They're better. But, um, no, but no. Isn't, it, isn't it a bit, I don't know, like weird that the, the tips of your fingers are getting really cold still? No, it's okay. Just don't really notice, to be honest. It just means Oof. that you can still, because you can't do anything. Like, you know, when you have the thick gloves, you can't yeah. do anything with them. It's almost like you've got pores. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, yeah, but then you take them off, don't you? If you need to, like, use your phone or something. Yeah, but then you've got to put it back on. It's annoying. I'd rather, basically, I'd rather suffer than be inconvenienced. Or have hairy So hair. that's why, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't want things to get in the way of what I need to do. So I'd rather be wet with cold hands and wear gloves and have an umbrella. Mm. To be perfectly honest, that's my, should, uh, that's my life that. more time. Yeah, I was going to say, you should have that chiseled onto your gravestone one day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just remember me for anything. It's that. <laughs> but, uh, apparently, over thirty-three million umbrellas are sold in America each year. Which, uh, if I'm actually honest, oh. I think I feel like that might be a bit low. It's one in ten. That's about ten percent of the population, isn't it? Because um, um, I think there are about 200, 230, 240 million in America. No, I think it's a bit more than that. I think it's three fifty off the top of my head. But hang on, life fact check. Life, life fact, fact check. check. Um, Everyone US, loves the I think it's about 350 population 2023. Ah, 334. So yeah, 334 Ooh. million. So it's it's bang on 10%. So I mean, I know people buy one. I don't know. I, I same as you. I, I initially thought that was low. Yeah, but then they, you know, America is such a big place. But mm. so when you get closer down to the south, maybe less need for an umbrella. And a lot of people will already have one because you're not buying a new umbrella every year. True, that that is true. I mean, it's a good business if you're if you're getting a good chunk of that thirty three million. Oh, don't yeah. You mm. know, six six bucks to eleven hundred dollars an umbrella. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's quite it's a wide, quite lucrative. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, I just. I just don't really see the point. I don't think it keeps you dry enough. I mean, maybe an umbrella is useful for small trips to like your car and back or something like that. But if you're walking somewhere, like for example, you're walking to the train and it's a good 20 minute walk. Mm. I feel like an umbrella just doesn't keep you that dry. No. And if, and as you said before, if it's windy, you've either got to, if the wind's coming at you, you've got to sort of point point it towards yeah. the room so it doesn't blow out. Um, yeah, and you've, but you've lost a hand. What an annoyance. You've lost a hand. You've lost a hand, yeah. Um, there was uh, a big big thing that happened in the umbrella world in 1969. Do you know what that was? Was it the folded? It was. It was the yeah. first folding umbrella. That must have been a big deal in, in Umbrella HQ. Well, I think that, that was a more specific... Hang on. That was a more specific type of umbrella, I think. Because... I believe Hans Haupt created the folding umbrella in 1928, but I think in the... Well, I think what I'm talking about is when you, not just the initial clump and your the big part comes down, I'm talking about the clump clump where you actually make the umbrella half the size. Yeah, I think it was like a three-part umbrella, yeah. That's yeah, it. exactly. That must have been, yeah, that must have been a big, big, big change. They must have been talking about that. Uh, yeah. for quite some time in the umbrella message boards. Yeah, I mean, the people who invented sliced bread must have thought, oh, hang on, our our mantle of being a saying about when things were good could be up for grabs here. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. best thing since folded umbrellas. Yeah, um, that's true. The bread people were not happy. <laughs> big bread wasn't happy, no. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Famous umbrellas. Famous people, people that had umbrellas or just famous umbrellas? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm thinking more famous <laughs> umbrella users. Holders. Holders, yeah. I can't actually think of anyone now. So, well, I mentioned one before, Mary Poppins. 
Yes, of course, the most famous umbrella, I would say. Um, I think that's probably recently just just a little um, little factoid about um, Mary Poppins came out today. In fact, so Mary Poppins, which I think is uh, was it the sixties it came out, (laughs) but anyway, since since it came out, it's always been a U for our American and well non UK listeners. A U film is. I think it stands for universal. It basically means yeah. anyone can watch it and isn't going to be offended. Yeah. And today it's been changed to a PG. No. Yeah, it's been changed to a PG, which means parental guidance, which means, again, pretty much anyone can listen to it, to what can watch it, but they kind of advise maybe with a parent's consent type thing. Why? But And the reason being, now I don't know exactly because I didn't read, I just saw headlines and that's all I need anymore. But um, effectively, apparently, there's one word or phrase that's discriminatory in in the film that they have found to be what? offended by, or something what like that. It? I don't know what the phrase is. No, I can tell you. I'm sure if you want to live check it, you'll uh, yeah. be able to find that. But yeah, uh, that's something I saw today. So if we're going to bring up Mary Poppins, I think that's a very um, relevant uh, thing to bring up. Just to, on a side note, just to let you try and fact check that. Mm-hmm. Um, Umbrellas have actually been used as an offensive weapon. It's something that people don't talk about too much. Yep. But, uh, yeah, uh, a Bulgarian dissident writer, apparently called Georgi Markov, was assassinated in 78 by a KGB... I'm going to say allegedly, because um, I've seen what's happened <laughs> recently <laughs> to certain people. So I'm not saying any of this is real. But in 1978, by a KGB agent who carried a deadly poison in his modified umbrella. So, yeah. Wasn't it, on, like, wasn't it on London Bridge or something? That I don't know. Um, no, it doesn't say. And and also, I think we've seen it in films more than real life, but people have used it as a blade. I think maybe in that... Um, what was that film? Oh, I've completely forgotten it now, as I always tend to. The It's a fairly recent film, five or six years old. Um, there's been about three of them now. It's about basically like a secret agency of British... Ah, yeah, that's on my list. Kingsman. Kingsman, yes. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, it. It's a, the original film is very good. Yeah. Really lose lose interest very quickly after that film. But the original one's very fun. But did you find anything about the uh, Mary Poppins story? I did. So I found it on BBC. Um, so 1964 film was being reclassified from a U, which sounds universal to PG for parental guidance. In it, a derogatory term originally used by white Europeans about nomadic peoples in southern Africa is used to refer to soot-faced chimney sweeps. So, wow yeah it's uh, that's probably a little bit more racist than i was expecting uh yeah i suppose but yeah i mean i guess it was a different time but whatever yeah. i mean why not have another warning on another film that's what we need um so yeah it's good good fact that though. yeah there you um, go. Oh, interesting put them out live so do you know what a pg sort of definition is the organization says the bbfc uh, says the uh, a PG rating should not unsettle a child aged around eight or older, and that unaccompanied children of any age may watch. But parents are advised to consider whether the content may upset younger or more sensitive children. Hmm. So there you go. Well, there we go. We have uh, PG. I think we've got more ratings than say in America, because they've got like R and then NC seventeen. I think. Yeah, that's it. Is is R the one you don't want? No, I th- uh, maybe it is, yeah. Yeah. Because that's like almost pornography. 
Yeah, like quite a few. Where NC seventeen is like that's the sweet spot in America. I think it's like you've got violence and drug taking, but it's not too much. Where R almost puts you in another another category. Where mm-hmm. in in this country we've got the eighteen. Doesn't nothing. There's nothing other than the eighteen, is there? Nothing goes higher than eighteen, does it? No, I'm sure there used to be like an X. I don't know. I, I can't think of that. No, well, no, like many many moons ago. Um, yeah, I mean, quite possibly. Uh, I mean, talk about a great way of selling your product, in my opinion. Well, it always used to be that thing, didn't it, of where a film would be banned. They'd, mm. you know, some would call it like a, a video. Or allegedly nasty. banned. Yeah, yeah, a video nasty. Um, yeah, and video then, nasty. That <laughs> and, but that would that would get it more notorious. It's like this. You ever heard of the Streisand effect? So uh, Yes. So for, for our listeners who don't know, Barbara Streisand had photos taken of her house i think from a helicopter or so it's quite a while ago mm. so helicopters or something and she, i think they were published in the magazine that no one actually really read yeah. and she took the publishers to court to basically get this pulled to get the magazine pulled and the publicity from her taking them to court made more people buy the magazine it made it explode and yeah and, and and see her house than would have seen it if she just ignored it and let it go away um, and that feels as though what a lot of these X rating ones um, do. Which, yeah, well, it, I mean, it was in force from 1951 to 1982. Um, right. Explicitly excluded people under a certain age limit, in this case, 16. Hmm. And then in 1970, it was raised to 18. And then in 1982, it was replaced by the 18 certificate. Yeah, I mean, it's a funny old world where you can join the army at 16, but you can't watch a, a film for 18s. Well, also, you can, you legally, you could make a baby at 16, but you can't watch other yes. people doing it until you're 18. But, well, I mean, the films that I've seen, they, I, I don't think they're making babies, especially yeah. not the way they finish, anyway. <laughs> oh, I, I, won't, I won't go to any more detail in that for, for our younger listeners. <laughs> um. I'll let the parents explain that joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy yeah. that on the uh, car home. This probably isn't a uh, um, it's very <laughs> um So yeah, other indeed. famous umbrellas, uh, the song by Rihanna. Um, oh, yes, that is... Uh, which I've, I mean, I have to admit, I don't remember what she looks like with an umbrella, but she does say umbrella a lot in that umbrella song. She does, and my issue with the song is the, the actual verse... And I think they call it the bridge, you know, just before you get to the chorus. I really, mm. really like. I really yeah. like the chorus. I can't stand the chorus when she keeps saying Ella, Ella, Ella. Ella, Ella. I really. It's fine. Like People love that song. I thought it was yeah. alright. Um, and the other one, so this is something quite close to my heart, was um, someone known as the Umbrella Man. So I might have mentioned this on the pod before. So when I was 12, at school we had this thing called a second year project and you could do it on whatever you literally whatever you wanted so mm. i didn't mind being a it, it makes me sound really strange actually as a 12 year old i did mine on the kennedy assassination oh um, yes you did mention <laughs> so there were two parts to it one was a basically written part so i did a massive folder all about the kennedy assassination including pictures of the back of his head blown out open uh, my teachers did bat an eyelid to see Kennedy's brain. <laughs> this was, this was the 90s. So. Yeah, so they did bat an eyelid, us, <laughs> including pictures of Kennedy's brain leaking out of his head. Yeah, um, nowadays we, we've we've upped Mary Poppins to a PG. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the other part of it was a practical project. So I recreated Dealey Plaza 
where Kennedy was assassinated. Mm. Now, in that, I actually, Dallas. Yeah, it's in Dallas. Yeah, I um, also put a little model of the Umbrella Man. So the Umbrella Man, uh, they found out later, was called Louis Stephen Witt, um, and he aroused a lot of suspicion after Kennedy was assassinated, because as Kennedy drives past him just before the first shot, and it's a very hot and sunny day, he puts his umbrella up. And then, just as he puts it up, Kennedy gets shot. And then he spins, okay. he spins his umbrella, and Kennedy gets shot again. So naturally, people started to think, it's a little bit weird. One of those KGB umbrellas we mentioned earlier. Yeah. So it almost seems too stupid to be because it, it it it's so obvious, um, but he was like public enemy number one, and there was a um, a huge sort of manhunt for him that went on. Um, and apparently, what he was actually <laughs> the umbrella doing, man, yeah. And the reason he was there with this umbrella is it was a um, like a protest. So he was um, where is it? So by he said he brought the umbrella simply to heckle Kennedy, whose father, Joseph, had been supporter of the Nazi appeasing British Prime Minister Neville Chamberlain by waving a black umbrella, Chamberlain's trademark fashion accessory, which said he was protesting the Kennedy family appeasing Adolf Hitler before World War II. Um, and that's why... Well, I, don't, I, don't if, uh, <laughs> I don't know if his protests really got remembered. No. Uh, that, from well, that day. It's, well, not, the, it's uh, not the main thing. No. I mean... Uh, well, his sort of protest ended that day, didn't he? Because he had no one to protest against. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah that's true. So he he's probably, he's probably my my favourite. And oh, sorry, Your then Rothbard, he um after the assassination, he just sat down next to another guy on the pavement, um, and then walked in the direction of the Texas School Book Depository where Lee Harvey Oswald shot Kennedy from. So, well, did he? I actually think he did. I mean, it's a hell of a shot, and then I haven't even mentioned the magic bullet. Yeah, but that's a little bit flawed. Anyway, maybe maybe the Kennedy assassination will come out of the cup. Yeah, um, could review oh, that. Yes, oh, I hope so. I, just, <laughs> I, I feel I, was, I feel I'll be listening more than talking in that one. <laughs> I don't know yeah. too much about. I saw a Seinfeld episode which covered it quite cleverly, but uh, other than that, I've seen JFK as well, which is uh, yeah. a hefty film. Back into the left, but I think a lot of that isn't true. He's actually um, he's he's done a documentary on on that as well, which is about fifteen hours long. Oliver Stone, um, Oliver Stone, yeah. On he's what, big on, on the JFK. on JFK, yeah. Might be one for you to uh, what, keep an eye out for. A documentary about the film or about JFK? No, no, about, about the uh, assassination. He's quite quite into it. Mm, okay. Said. One, one that. But I think at this point it's time mm. to uh, reveal our scores for the umbrella, not for yeah. JFK. I'm going to go straight in there for four. Mm. You know what? I'm going to. Uh, yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I was thinking of a two, but I think that's a little bit too harsh because I can see its kind of uses uh, in a very small way. This is definitely the lowest. I think both of us have scored anything. But yeah, I think, I think yeah, we're very much in agreement on this one. This I track. just, I, I do just dislike umbrellas. I don't like holding. I don't like, I don't like having them, and I don't like other people to have them. So on that note, like, what more can I say? But what would you? Just a quick segue. Well, hopefully not too much of a segue. I know you mentioned before about your umbrella 
invention or technology it's sadly remarkably like a hood um, mm. or but given that umbrellas haven't really evolved too much over, over the last four thousand years where do you think umbrellas are going to be in 200 years what, what's the tech oh I, I think in 200 years we won't leave the house we'll just uh stick ourselves into the matrix or something like that stick on <laughs> stick on on our helmets or whatever it might or turn on our neural links and we'll never leave. That's yeah. bleak, isn't it? I'd yeah, rather, but... I'd rather a spot of rain and take an umbrella out. <laughs> Bloody hell. I, I think that's probably the truth, though, if I'm honest. 200 <sighs> years' time. Either that or we'll, it'll be uh, like we'll all be going back to like cavemen times. That's probably more likely. Possibly. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But give suggestions at 2G1C pod on the, uh, the X and the Twitters and all that stuff. Do let us know what you want us to review next and also let us know your umbrella stories and if there's any famous umbrella <laughs> people in, in your lives. It's very, very important to know. Spread the word to all your friends. Five-star reviews, as you know. We will absolutely read them out. But now, of course, we've got our second part mm. and I think this is a bit of a doozy. And it's our top five Simpson characters. I mean, now this is a. I mean, I, I think at some point, I'm hoping at some point, the uh, Simpsons actually comes out the cup because I think it, that show in itself deserves a review. But we've gone for our top five Simpsons characters. Now, I have to admit, I used to be a massive Simpson fan, like huge. I loved it. I used to record it uh, on VHS, like. Every day, I don't know why I would record, watch it and record it at the same time, pause it during the adverts, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but I haven't watched it for years, and every time I do catch a new episode, I really can't stand it. Mm. But if I ever catch an old episode, I I think it's brilliant. I still think I don't know how many series, but let's just say the first ten series are excellent, and then it really starts to uh, kind of fall off the cliff. Yeah, I mean. It's interesting you say if if it if the Simpsons itself comes out the cup, because I'm not sure what rating I'd give it nowadays, because it, it like you said there is very much good. Got to take bag. everything into account. Mm, it'd be quite a mixed bag, but it's, I mean it's still going strong, isn't it? I mean I don't I cannot believe it's going nearly as strong as it once was. Well, they're I say going, going, they're churning them out. Yeah, they're still no. churning it out, but it doesn't have the popularity as it once did. One, I, I genuinely think just because of more choice, just have, mm -hmm. there's more against it, but I just think the quality, it just isn't as good. And I, I hope this isn't me just being an old man saying things aren't as good as they used to be. But kids don't seem to like The Simpsons very much. You know, they don't seem that bothered. Where The Simpsons, when we were growing up, it was an absolute cultural phenomena well yeah i mean i have to say actually my daughter who i mentioned before absolutely mm. tearing me apart for gumball she's a big uh, simpsons fan and the i new ones sort of a, a mixed bag she's sort of dot across all of them mm. and i just i can't get into it like i used to yeah, I, I was I, never as big a fan as you were i i thought some of the older episodes are just they're magical they're so well written they're so funny they work for kids they work for adults I, ju I just think they're brilliant, absolutely brilliant. But the newer, newer ones, just very simplistic. Not mm. much fun. Don't. I think it like they brought out the film, which I just wasn't a fan of at all. Well, the film was just like a long episode. No, yeah. but they did weird things. So, like instead of, um, I know what you're going to say. 
with a character. Basically, they had Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. McBain. Yeah, but they, it was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't Arnold Schwarzenegger. So it's like, why wasn't it McBain? It was always Bain. It that was McBain. Yeah. I, I didn't yeah. understand why they no. called him Governor Schwarzenegger. I know he was a governor in real life, but yeah, didn't didn't work for me it just none of it made sense like if you're going to have a film with the simpsons it's all written there like big evil plan run by um mr burns mm. and then everything kind of within it and all the side characters which you're probably going to notice through uh certainly my picks anyway um are what make the show not just the don't get me wrong the main characters are good although some people disagree on uh, lisa but i still yeah. think she has her place mm. no she she has a place she is good She's a bit moany, but she's a very important part of the show. But if, it, so, but if you're watching The Simpsons and you clock that it's a Lisa episode. A Lisa episode. Well, yeah. you say that, but the ones with Bleeding Gums Murphy, I think that was quite fun. I mean, just the little lines that like jump out at me, like just thinking about one of the episodes where um, I think Bleeding Gums Murphy, for those that don't know, is like a jazz. I think he's a saxophone musician. Mm. And they're, <laughs> they're in a jazz club. And again, this is such funny writing where there's a couple of businessmen that are kind of in this jazz club, but they don't appreciate jazz. And I have to admit, nor do I, yeah. but they're, they're like, what is this? This is rubbish. And I think Lisa turns to them quite angrily and goes, it's not the notes that he's playing. You have to listen to the notes that he's not playing. Mm-hmm. And one of the businessmen like turns around and goes, well, I could have done that at home. <laughs> which i think is a, a lovely little joke because that's the thing about jazz it's like people do talk in a really weird way yeah, and like I, you either get it or you don't and uh, those I, business guys uh, didn't get it and i thought that was a I, great line i hate jazz have you ever listened to experimental jazz i mean i probably don't like experimental anything it's th- i mean i've got no musical talent whatsoever mm. and I, I'm not sure if you're uh, an instrumentalist at all yourself. But no, no. So I take so it would be the equivalent of me and you picking up a saxophone and a cello or double bass and just trying to play it. It's just a noise. Well, if we didn't already have a theme tune, I think you'd be onto something for us to <laughs> to make <laughs> a theme tune. But I, th- I think uh, our, our bass productions uh, have, have covered that quite well. Yes. Thank, thank, you. <laughs> thank, um, thank you for all of you. But uh, I think I'll let you start with your first one out the hat. Okay. So for my – so the, 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 the rules behind this are we each submit – well, we've each told each other our top two – uh, and then we're gonna each submit a third, and then we choose which one gets in, which one of those third ones gets into our top five, mm-hmm. which sounds very conv- convoluted. So my first one out of the hat is it's a, I mean I've gone big to start with. Um, it's Homer Simpson. Oh, the big man himself. So the patriarch of the family. Yeah, um, I mean of the show, of the show, and because wasn't. At the be- well, at the beginning, wasn't the main character, it's fair to say. Bart was very much the star of the no, show. See, I don't think so. I think it's because you watched it when you were young. No, you no, figured no. that Bart was the main no, part. No, no, no. Bart, Bart was front and centre, like, do the Bart man. It was Bart mania, wasn't it? No, I mean, he sold things to the kids, but in terms of storylines, it was always Homer. No, oh, I don't know. Well, spoiler alert, we'll come back to Bart. Yeah, <laughs> what's your pick number two then? <laughs> um, but but for Homer, so what 
I struggle with in early episodes, really mm. early episodes, is that his voice isn't very good. Yeah, his it's a strange. It's, it is a different voice, isn't it? Yeah, and it's well, it's, it's a, it is the same. Meta. Yeah, it's the same guy, but um, yeah, he's you know voice. changed his voice differently. Yeah, it's just not as funny. Uh, yeah, um, it doesn't quite work as well, and the drawings aren't quite as good as well. If you watch those very early ones, very ropey ones. Do you know why yeah. they're yellow? Oh god. So apparently, the, one of the reasons why they're yellow is Matt Groening wanted to um, have something that if you're quickly flicking through the channels and you you know it's The Simpsons if you flick through, even if you see um, half a second because it really jumps out those colours. That's very clever. And apparently, and uh, do you know, know the funny thing about Homer's ear? It's an M and a G, isn't it? It's an M and a G for Matt Groening, apparently, yeah. apparently so. Yeah. I think I learned that in a um, Simpsons episode. Really? Um, yes, it was... Um, you know when they do the clip shows? Yeah. Um, and it was hosted by... Um, oh, I've forgotten the, the character's name. He was like a fake actor. Um, cool. Yes, that's it. Yeah. So he would do the clip show. Excellent, excellent character. More from that voice actor later. I won't reveal anything there. Mm. But, um, yeah. So, yeah, Homer, Homer Simpson. What I, I just think probably... If I think about it, one of the greatest cartoon uh, characters has ever been. Oh, 100%. I mean, TV Guide magazine, which I think is an English magazine, voted him the second greatest cartoon character. Oh, really? Yeah. Who would you think they voted as number one? I was blown away by this. Fred Flintstone? No. So I won't give you 100 guesses, but I think you would struggle with 100 guesses. Um, I'll give you one more. Well, very quickly, I've got this like top, it might even be 100 or 50 characters mm. of The Simpsons. Homer, for some reason, is at 17. So no, I think that's. No. What? Yeah, well, I mean, I think that's. Uh, He's number one. Yes. Um, Mr. Burns is number one, I believe. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, it doesn't matter who's number one. There's no way Homer's number seventeen. No, no, he's top five. There's just uh, yeah, no. I mean, absolutely. Um, so in my list, so he's number two behind Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny. I mean, Bugs Bunny's strong. Like he's, he's but, a good character. But, and we, I might have said this on the pod before. I don't think kids these days will have a clue who Bugs Bunny. Or no, the Warner. Yeah, the Looney Tune characters. You don't see much of them. No, I mean, I guess you've got the because Disney have their own channel. You still see them, even yeah. before Disney Plus. Like, yeah, they just didn't seem to do it. Like Daffy Duck. Well, I mean, you had Space Jam two that came out in the last few years, yeah, but I don't well, think that did that know. very well. No, not at all. Which is um, surprising. So, a superb character in the first four hundred episodes, he had one hundred eighty-eight different jobs. One hundred eighty-eight. Yeah, good Homer fact that his a. This is depressing. Uh, and I think you'll find it depressing as well. His age varies from 34 to 40. Oh, so, is that right? Because I've got it that he was born on May 12th, 1956. So, yeah. So there's one episode where it shows his driver's license and shows that. But then The Simpsons is all obviously set kind. It's like a floating timeline, isn't it? Because it's all kind of set yeah. in the same year or so because they don't age. And in various different episodes, they refer to him being different ages. So he's 34, 40, and, and like you said, oh, yeah. puts him at 36, which is depressing because... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for obvious reasons. <laughs> um, he's, yes. uh, yeah, he's he's six foot tall. I thought he was small. I, 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 th I assumed he was short. I don't know why, because he's a cartoon, but... Um, yeah, and 
he so Matt Groening named him after his own dad, Homer. They're all named after his own children, except for Bart, I believe. Yeah, which is an anagram of brat. Yes. Um, but he, so he said the only similarity with Homer, uh, the character in Homer's dad, is that they both like, like donuts. And to try and prove that, you know, he wasn't taking the piss out of his dad or anything like that, he called his son Homer. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah, to show that it wasn't just a personal thing. Um, but the specific name, so it happened to be that his dad had the same first name, but the actual character name, Homer Simpson, uh, came from uh, a character in a 1939 book, Day of the Locust. Oh, is that right? Fun fact. Um, and the word doe, I mean, that's exactly how he says it, yeah. um, was added to the uh, Oxford English Dictionary in 1998. Is that right? I mean, it was the Simpsons we huge at that point absolutely huge when do you think they're at their peak i would say early 90s like but you know real no i would i would say mid mid to late 90s would be their absolute peak because yeah they started in like what i think the first episode 89 something like that so i think they wouldn't have hit peak until a few years after that that really exploded worldwide. These things take took time back in the day for things to explode. Wow! So I reckon that, yeah. mid mid to late mid to late nineties is where they really hit there. We're gonna do condoms for for the Simpsons. We're gonna do it's like every, there's Simpsons everything, coffins, mm. whatever it might be. Yeah, I reckon mid to late nineties. I mean, I mean now in terms of what they sell, it's probably more than anything. But uh, in terms of their popularity slash quality mid to late 90s mm. but yeah homer a goliath of the game ah i would say yeah i like the way his his middle name is jay and there's an entire episode of him trying to work out because you know it was always homer j simpson and there, were, yeah. there was an entire episode like dedicated to working out what his middle name was because he was never actually told it's and then it turns out it's J A Y J homer <laughs> j simpson <laughs> <laughs> good, good on them but um yeah, I mean, there's a whole host of characters to pick from. But do you want me to reveal my, my yeah, first? Who have you gone for? So we mentioned it. It's Mr. Burns. Oh, strong. I think he's he always cracked me up. His pure evilness. Now, I don't know how true this is, but I have it as Charles Montgomery mm. Plantagenet. I might be pronouncing that wrong. Schickelgruber. I don't know why I rolled my t- my uh, R there just to show off that I could. Burns apparently is his full name. Yeah, right. Yeah, apparently so. But C. Montgomery Burns is probably what you most uh, know him as, and he is he's a character in half. It's his. I think it's the sort of um, what's the word juxtaposition. I sound like a wanker saying it, but between his how evil he is, but also how feeble he is. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> pathetically evil. But he's just a wonderful character, completely in his own world as well. I think they based him a lot on, um, they did an entire episode on him, that's for sure, on the uh, Howard Hughes mm. um, character, the whole sp- sp- Smoose or something like that, the ship that, um, yeah. that's something crazy. Like, honestly, he, some of the adventures he had were so funny when he gets locked into the... Um, uh, during like uh, a skiing episode or, or whatever it was, him and Homer get stuck in a, a um, cabin. It's amazing. Yeah. There's just so many things that 
like when <laughs> he's so evil. Like the, I think the nuclear power plant was having a meltdown, mm. and he goes on. He's got a pod, like an escape pod. <laughs> You've got his little helper, um, Waylon Smithers, <laughs> like bashing on his uh, on the door. He's like, for the love of love of God, there's two seats in there, and he just opens the door quickly and goes. I like to put my feet up. <laughs> <laughs> I just love him. I, I just think he's he's one of the funniest characters. His how evil he is is just so perfect. He's just and like you say, he's so pathetic as well as being so so evil. I and just he, I, well, he was the um, subject of a, a massive who done it as well, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, the who shot Mister Burns. It was like a was it two parter. Well, I think it it was. I think it was two parts in terms of the cartoon, mm. but they did a third part which was not cartoon based, where it was just different celebrities talking about who shot Mister Burns. I think genuinely there were there was a lot of gambling involved in who shot Mister Burns, and they recorded a hell of a lot of fake endings. Oh, really? Yeah, all different ones, um, all different characters killing it. It was. Uh, Oh, it's brilliant. Like, again, this is where they were, you know, closer to their height. I mean, it's voiced by uh, Harry Shearer. Mm -hmm. um, for anyone that's watched Spinal Tap, I believe it's the bassist that, um, of Spinal Tap. And his first appearance was uh, December 17th, 1989. So he's effectively been there right from the beginning. But he's, he's great. Didn't one of the cast members kill themselves? Yeah, uh, no. No, it wasn't Harry Shearer. No, no, no. Harry Shearer's still going. Yeah, yeah. No, just uh, live, live fact checking that. Um, yeah, Harry, Shearer, Harry Shearer's still, uh, still doing it. I mean, God knows what they get paid to do the voices. Which uh, I think there's been a few. Um, they've they've got, had a few arguments over over pay over the many years because you know the Simpsons does generate a lot of money. It does. Well, funny you should say that. So the beginning, the first series, they were getting about $30,000 an episode, which is more than I was expecting. Yeah, that's true. Um, and especially then, like in the yeah, late 80s, true. early 90s, that would have been good, good cash. And then, as of a few years ago, they went up to 400000 Um And currently, they're at about $300,000 an episode, I believe. Really? That's mm. a lot less than I'd expect. But I suppose the problem that these guys have is as I'm sure whoever's listening to this probably either does themselves or have a, has a friend that does an extremely good impression. So there will be many voice actors that can just go, okay, we'll, we'll do that for you. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, if there's, I mean, if I look at just an IMDb, season 34 had 22 Oof. episodes. Um, yeah, I mean it's good money, but don't forget the guys from Seinfeld, yeah. and that was a long time ago. That was like, what nine in the nineties? They were offered a, a million episode, Oof. which Jerry Seinfeld turned it down, which I'm sure the other cast members oh, really thanked him for. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I am a bit surprised. It's at this point still kind of. I mean, you know, three hundred, four hundred grand an episode is not too bad. That's not shabby. But then some of them do multiple voices as well. Uh, Nancy Cartwright doing Bart and basically all the uh, all, all the uh, like teenage boys. I think she does. Yeah, I think Harry Shearer does quite a few. Yeah, Hank Azaria. Hmm. Yeah, Azaria does. Yeah, Hank Azaria. He he does a lot. It's, it's just a great show. But Mister Burns, I think, is he's just one of the funniest characters in there. The stuff he comes out with, just just absolutely wonderful. 
Do you say oh Harry Shearer does Mr. Burns? Yes. Who else does he do? I'm just going into it now. Harry Shearer. Well, we'll come on to that in a, in just a bit. Ooh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've stuck with Harry Shearer for my uh, part two. Okay, so well, my part two I gave it away before um, is Bart, and I think the reason I've gone for Bart. So someone like Mr. Burns is a funnier character and a better character. But Bart is very much of his time. And to me... Yeah, kind of, and Bart's great. Because you kind of touched on it before. Like when The Simpsons first came around in the early... Uh, sorry, late 80s, early 90s. And because I didn't have Sky TV, which I think is where it was on, it was like a bit of a yeah, it was on a magical thing. Like oh, the Simpsons, wow, it's it's mm. Ameri- it's American, and how can I watch? Yeah, it? well, I mean, he used words like "but" for bottom, yeah, and, which and... you didn't really hear back in the day. It's a very strange thing to say now. It's but true. I remember like seeing that. I think I had these like Simpsons stickers. And I didn't get Sky TV, so I didn't really have the ability to watch mm. The Simpsons for a long, long time. Um, and that was quite a big deal, seeing seeing that. And and then there's obviously there was the music, so like you say, do the Bartman. I mean, music in The Simpsons is actually quite a big deal anyway. So like uh, you had the, um, the Lisa, it's your birthday. Was it Michael Jackson? Wasn't it Michael yeah. Jackson episode? Was, which, by the way, it was Michael Jackson. Yeah. Yes, but if you look at the credits, it's, he's not credited. No, but he, uh, I think it's, it's a very strange name. I don't really understand why, but yeah, he's not yeah. actually uh, credited as, as being on that episode. Very good episode, I might add. Yeah, but he also did the backing vocals on Do the Bartman, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Bart, um, I believe, yeah, Bart, I'm certain, appears in the black and white video at the very, very beginning. I think that's it? what's being watched. Oh, is that what Macaulay Sorkin's so. watching? I think, yeah, I think so. I think, I think I've... Hmm, we're going to have to fact-check that we're one. Have to but fact-check that I, one, I feel yeah. like uh, it's right at the beginning of that. But um, I like Bart's little friend, Milhouse. I think they, those Milhouse, two are, are a good uh, two-step. Yeah. Milhouse. Yeah, Milhouse he's, he's, he's another pathetic, pathetic yeah. character. Because, <laughs> I mean, but, I've very uh, much... Very funny. I've very much chosen him on the basis of nostalgia because I actually... It's going to sound very contradictory to us choosing a top five. I don't actually like him particularly as a character. I find him a little bit annoying. Oh, I think he's great. Really? No, I find no, him No, I'm a big fan. Big fan. Um, I find him a bit annoying. and But it's the whole nostalgia of Bartmania mm. and everything. That, that well, I, I think he's him. the reason why a lot of young kids got into The Simpsons. Yeah. He was your kind of... He was the gateway to being a Simpsons fan. And then once you kind of started watching it, you start reading, like, realizing the jokes in The Simpsons are a lot more adult than what you're used to. Yeah. It, it That's when you really click at how good that show was. I just, uh, yeah, I mean, I can't speak highly enough of, as you can probably tell, um, of it. I've just done but, a live, I've just done a live fact check, sorry. Um, mm-hmm. and I actually cool. owned Do the Bartman on vinyl, by the way, just so you know. Wasn't there another one? There was another song, wasn't there? There was the Bartman. I mean, they would have had... I mean, there would have been a few in the times, but Do the Bartman was a big one. Is that the big one? She can do it, you can do it, so can I. (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> um, it's a good, good so, show. So in black or white at the beginning, Norm from Cheers is watching TV. Uh, and he's watching yes. Facebook. He's, he's watching Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. I really feel like uh, Bart or Simpsons is involved in... Uh, Maybe he's in, in black and white at some point. Maybe he's in Macaulay Culkin's room. Possibly. With an air guitar. Good video. <laughs> Very good video. Yeah, it was. It's, was Slash in the video? Well, he did. I don't think Slash was in the video, but he does the guitar and that he song. Yeah, I don't think he was in the video. Um, so, yeah, so as I said, Bart was, he was probably more the protagonist at the beginning, I think, rather than Homer. It was very much. The I mean, part, again, yeah. I I disagree with that. I think really? you're just remembering it as a kid, yeah. No, I might I might very have to go much. back and watch the first few episodes, but for me, mm. it's very much the Bart show. Um, and he's only missed one episode. Uh, That's a good fact. Yeah, um, I'm surprised he does. Four great. It's an episode called Four Great Women. Four Great Women and a Manicure. Hmm. I mean, um, I'm surprised he's not in every episode. So, well, given that they've done. At the at the time of recording, seven hundred and sixty-two episodes. Oh, it's a lot. It is a lot of episodes. It really is when you think because it's not a soap. No, it's they're all self-contained. Yeah, like 20, 20 episodes per season. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's a lot. Of... What, what well, that's think... the writing has gone down. Oh yeah. What What do you think? Um, just before you get onto your second, what do you think the or do you know what the IMDb rating for The Simpsons is? For The Simpsons, mm. well, I think it's not as high as I'm gonna. Buy, I'm gonna say seven point nine, eight point seven, eight point seven. Yeah, I think I would have gone similar to you actually. I think yeah. it, it would have been hampered by more recent ones. Yeah, well, I think I think the thing is with like IMDb ratings is. You get your excited people, so you get all the people from years and years ago that love it. And I don't think people hate it so much to that extent that they would rate it down. So I think there's a lot of people that just don't rate it at all. But is it not people? Is that not based on individual episodes, though, like taking an average? Because people... Oh, it could be. No, that's true. It could be. I have no idea, to be honest, when it comes to that, especially with that many seasons. Um, ah, you know, I said someone died. One of the the voice actors. I thought they killed themselves, but no. You're uh, talking Phil, about Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman did Lionel Hutz and Troy McClure. Who we mentioned we'll that. come on to that very soon, I'm sure. Ooh, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, uh, let's let's hear your second then. So my second is Ned Flanders. Oakley, don't so still, still uh, indeed. So kind of the opposite character of Mr. Burns, in fact. Yeah, very still much Harry Shearer. Um, oh, and again, uh, appearance from 1989. Um, yeah, same same voice actor, which you wouldn't really guess. No. Um, but he's a great character, which I think they've just had a lot of fun with over the years. I think he was a kind of character that they weren't expecting to be as big as he became. Mm. But he's had some great episodes. The I think they've had a lot of fun with his body because isn't he like. Yeah, he's absolutely, yeah, he's absolutely yeah. chiselled like a like a Greek god, yeah. and it's been a few times where he's like ripped off his uh, yeah. his like jumper, and he looks absolutely built. There was another episode, skiing episode, where he kind of skis down a hill right by uh, Homer, and Homer's like, "Oh, that's a bit revealing," 
and he like turns around and is like, oh, it's like I'm wearing nothing at all. And then really, <laughs> really zoom in, zoom in on his bottom or butt <laughs> for our American yeah. audiences. But I mean, he's had some great episodes. The, the, so he's basically the neighbor that's, he's a, a very good religious Christian, mm. always turns the other cheek to everything. And he's, he had an episode where basically, him and Homer, Homer for some reason, because he always hates Ned Flanders with one episode where they, I guess they decided to make Homer love him. Mm. And <laughs> it was just an episode where Homer's just really pushed Ned to the very end where he does actually snap. And I remember there's a bit in church where all you, all he can hear is Homer breathing, whistling out of his nose, <laughs> and it just gets louder and louder and louder. And, um, yeah, it's a brilliant scene when he snaps, and he just tells everyone what he thinks of them. And what's actually funny is, like, so he really gives people a pretty hard time. And then he turns to Homer, and with all the sincerity in the world, just turns to him and goes something along the lines of, you are the single worst human being I have ever met, <laughs> which is like the most cutting thing and the most serious thing, like you can say. And Homer just turns and goes, Whew, "I got away with that one," <laughs> which again uh, really makes me laugh. But his uh, his childhood origin story, his prequel, if you will, to go on other episodes, is also quite funny. He was actually a really naughty boy, and he was brought up by hippies. That <laughs> so um, they they tried to basically he's he was very naughty and the the parents are just hippies that don't believe in discipline so yeah. like they go to the psychiatrist um, and they're like we've tried nothing and it's not working <laughs> and so basically what the um, what the medicine was is effectively the uh, I don't know what you would call him psychiatrist or the pediatrician or whatever effectively just spanks him for about what looks like a few years of constant spanking. Oh. And then he just comes out and he has this weird diddly every oh, and okay. apparently that's the kind of suppress his uh, anger oh, and rage. Oh, and that's why he does that. So he's got quite a funny uh, backstory, but I just think he's a great character important because he's so nice. He, he's had a few um, jobs. So he, he used to run the left hand, Left Orient. Uh, yeah, exactly. So just sold items for left-handed people. But basically, you know, Homer just is the neighbor from hell. He's always borrowing stuff from him and never gives it back. He's just a horrible, horrible person. And this guy and his two children and his now actually deceased wife, because um, she, she died by getting shot by a uh, T-shirt bazooka. Yeah. I think it's yeah. what it's called. Yeah, and I think she. I think they killed off that character because she was uh, asking for a bit too much money. Is that why? Cause yeah, that... I think that, I think it was to do with a, a monetary dispute. Oh, really? Because well, that's, that's a good way of sorting that one out. Yeah, well, it also lets everyone else know. <laughs> we, if we can kill Maud, we can kill any of you. So, um, but he he's a great character. His kids, Rod and Todd, they're, they're very different to the uh, Simpsons children, to put it that way. Yeah. The opposite, effectively. And he, he remarried, I didn't realise this, uh, Edna Crabapple. Yeah, I think that was a brief thing. He also got married in Vegas. That, that was a particular episode, which I think that got annulled, but um, him and Homer. Yeah. <laughs> and that is a great episode when they go to Vegas, um, I must say. But, uh, yeah, one of the funniest things is, I mean, they do it, or they did it rarely. 
there's two things actually that they do very rarely. There's one when he rips off his top and you see how chiseled he is, mm. but the other is when he screams. I think they've done that a couple of times, yeah. and he screams, and his scream really is that of a uh, of a, a female, yeah. shall we say? It really is quite funny, but great character. Big big fan of uh, of of Neddy, of Nedward. Yeah, um, I think that is actually his name, Nedward. Nedward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, four four very strong entrants mm-hmm. um, into the Hall of Fame there. So, I'm going to go with my third. Now we don't know who each no. of is, so we could well have the same one. But I'm going for Ralph Wiggum. Ralph Wiggum. Yeah, no, it's not the same um, as mine. Who, incidentally, is Matt Groening's favourite character. Oh, is that right? Yep. Um, in Lisa's class, he's just as thick as shit. He's, but he's hilarious. Very sweet. Yeah, he's a very sweet boy. He's the special. Innocent. Very special. The uh, um, the son of uh, pl- of the police chief. Chief Wigan. Um, and I didn't <laughs> listen to it earlier. I had listened to it, and it's a crap song. But do you remember the Bloodhound Gang? Yeah. They've got a song called Ralph Wiggum. Okay. All it is, is quotes from, it's a song, like there's music and them singing, or the lead singer singing. But all it is, the lyrics are just Ralph Wiggum quotes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a crap song, but it's quite a funny idea. Um, so I I just think he's just a lovely character. He's, he is very sweet. It's very sad, the episode when he falls in love with, uh, Lisa. with Lisa. Mm. <laughs> I like it when, when um, I think Homer records it or something when Lisa finally snaps and tells him to go away and she doesn't love him or whatever <laughs> and Bart being Bart this is one of the reasons why I do like Bart is um, it's got it on a video and he pauses it and he goes this is the exact moment you can see his heart break which <laughs> 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 so I thought was a, a lovely thing for a, a older brother to do to their, <laughs> their little sister <laughs> but yeah Ralph is a Ralph Wiggum is a, he's, he is a funny character he's, he's come up with some very funny lines oh. but um, yeah ble- I mean bless him I think is how you'd see it he's you know he's the special kid in the class that yeah. isn't <laughs> he's the he's the kid that like 40 years on from school you kind of wonder what the hell happened to that one yeah no probably. one's kept in touch no probably still eating chalk yeah yeah exactly yeah, and he yeah. i think he did eat chalk in that show <laughs> so which, um, which i think makes sense so yeah that's my third entrance well my 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 third is i've gone slightly less um not in the show as much, and sadly you did um, report the reason why is he was actually killed by his girlfriend in uh, in real life. So it's uh, Phil Hartman plays this character from ninety one to ninety seven, mm. and it's he did, he did two characters. So the the actor that you, I've already forgotten that you mentioned before, Troy McClure. Troy McClure, yeah, that's it. And uh, but the character that I'm choosing is Lionel Hutz. Lawyer. The uh, the lawyer, estate agent slash babysitter. Oh, it's a babysitter as well. Didn't know he was <laughs> fantastic. Now it's a very sad story with Phil Hartman, but just going on the character, so he was wonderful. He was he's basically if you imagine a lawyer that you get like no no win no fee. Yeah, ambulance chaser. Yeah, like a real ambulance chaser. But he is so funny. The stuff he comes up with, uh, he's just. No morals, no, no, <laughs> no care. Like his, his often if he wore a tie, it's like a clip-on tie. Yeah. 
Yeah, lovely he, teeth, lovely white teeth. Yeah, yeah, like really, like uh, he's a, a salesman, really, but a really bad one. Yeah. I think he actually got kind of overtaken by, um, if you know the character Gil, I think it's Gil, who's basically a bit of a loser guy that's like never gets sales yeah. or anything like that. I think he kind of replaced the Lionel Hutz character. Ah, uh, oh right, time. Okay, yeah. Well. I mean, he kind of, I don't think he appeared before him, and they needed something similar. They never took over, like, no one took over from Lionel Hutz. I don't think anyone no. could, because it was so, so well-voiced. But he is just, yeah, like, uh, it's, you can see that they may not like lawyers in the show, by uh, judging <laughs> by this guy. But, uh, you know, I think it's a case of he's never, ever won any of his cases. He never knows what he's doing. <laughs> Um, like I say, he babysitted Bart and Lisa. He was an estate agent once where uh, he was basically telling Marge how to be an estate agent, which is effectively just rob everyone for as much money as you can. <laughs> He's just basically the salesman that I'm guessing they hate. But brilliant, brilliant character. Very funny. Always, um, I always kind of... I think there was an episode where they were together, but I always thought of him and um, the doc, Dr. Nick Rivera. Oh, yeah. I was kind of, yeah, Dr. Nick. I always saw them as a very similar type of character because Dr. Nick was just one of these doctors you get off TV or what have you yeah. that just wasn't very good at it was like the medical being a doctor. Yeah, yeah exa exactly, yeah. exactly. But a great, great character. So... Yeah, I mean, let us. I mean, again, I think with these top fives, I think we're just going to have to try and get our audience to pick them because yeah, I'm picking Lionel over Ralph, and I'm assuming you're going to stick with your boy. Yeah. So yeah, let us know at two G one C pod. Yeah, two G one C pod on on the old Twitter slash X. Spread the word about the podcast, and um, I think that 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 draws us to the end. So. See you next time and have a good week. It's the two guys one cup podcast. It's the two guys one cup podcast. It's the two guys one cup podcast.